Hello and welcome to Take It or Leave It. It's a Christian podcast to encourage us all to implement real change in our lives based on the teachings of Jesus so that when the rapture occurs, we may all be caught up to meet Jesus Christ in the air. It's about spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. I'm your host, Madison Santiago. Hello and welcome back to Take It or Leave It. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we are going to be talking about how critical it is to preach the full message. And this is something that is uh, a burden that I have, something that's continuously on my heart because I feel this world is only hearing a partial message of Jesus Christ. So, for example, it is now 2023. We are chugging right along. I mean, I'm recording this on January 11th. So we are almost halfway through January already heading into February. So time is truly going by so quickly. But I am thinking how critical it is to preach the full message in all things, of course. But during Christmas, there seems to be a focus on celebrating the birth of Jesus. And yes, we are so thankful However, we are living in these days where there is an expectation to deliver on the promise of God to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we must preach the full message. And what I mean by that is, yes, the birth of Jesus Christ is great, but he began his ministry when he was 30 years old, making disciples, right? Jesus was crucified. He was, uh, before he was crucified, he was baptized. He was resurrected. He returned to the Father and the Holy Spirit was sent to earth, preaching all of these historic true events is preaching the full message. Amen. So why do people focus on the birth of Jesus Christ? Well, it is in the Bible and I want to take you there. I want to arm you with this knowledge in Luke chapter 2 verse 8 and it says and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby keeping watch over their flocks at night verse 9 an angel of the lord appeared to them and the glory of the lord shone around them and they were terrified but the angel said to them do not be afraid i bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people verse 11 today in the town of david a savior has been born to you he is the messiah the lord This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. So when we read this passage, we really understand that this is an announcement that the Savior, Jesus Christ, is born. And the world teaches that because he was born, everyone is saved. And this is a false hope. Also, it's important you do your own research and you don't just take as fact what the world says i want you to confirm it in your bible i want you to confirm it through your diligent research Uh, there are going to be times where you do need to reference other sources Uh, and for example whenever you deep dive a manger you're going to learn that a manger actually wasn't made of wood as it's typically depicted in a nativity scene the manger was not wood but it was a rock so i want you to remember this as we continue to the teaching, it's important to question ourselves to ensure we do not imagine things as the world has taught us. We must do our own research, so please remember that a manger was rock. Amen? Moving right along, I want to take you to Psalm 62, verse 2. 
And this is David, and he wrote, Truly he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. So this right here, it's prophetic. This is purposeful, right? It talks about the rock. He is my rock. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. I also want to take you to Exodus 12, verse 5. The Lord answered Moses, Go out in front of the people. Take with you some of the elders of Israel and take in your hand the staff with which you strike the Nile and go. I will stand there before you by the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock and water will come out of it for the people to drink. You truly need to put on the eyes of the spirit whenever you're reading the scripture to ensure that you're not just reading this at surface level. You need to look deeper. You need to look deeper. And I want to focus where it says strike the rock and water will come out of it for the people to drink. So the Lord answered Moses. So we know that the Lord is talking to Moses here and he gives very clear instructions to Moses. Strike the rock and water will come out of it for the people to drink. So the rock is Jesus. In order for water to come out of the rock, what must happen? The rock must be stricken, right? Do you already not see the parallel here? And if you don't, Jesus is the rock. Jesus was beaten and crucified. So the rock must receive a beating. This is really going to be helpful to you if you take notes and you review them to see the big picture here. But Jesus must receive a beating. The rock must be beaten. So again, Jesus was born on earth at 30. He began his ministry. That was because of the law. Jesus suffered. He was crucified. Then the Holy Spirit was released. This is the living water. You'll understand in scripture that the Holy Spirit is referred to as the living water that you and I must drink from. The Holy Spirit must indwell us. The only way to get water to indwell you is to drink it. This is truly prophetic here. In the Old Testament, it shares of what will happen in the New Testament. So in Exodus, this is prophetic. This is what I mean. It is sharing right here what's going to happen in the New Testament. The Lord told Moses, the rock needs to receive a beating and the water will come out for the people to drink. In the New Testament, Jesus is crucified. He receives a beating and the Holy Spirit comes to earth. So the word in Psalms shared of what will happen in the New Testament, giving us insight that the Holy Spirit was coming to earth. Amen. In Exodus 12 verses 5 and 6, which we've already read, this is telling us the sequence of events of what needs to happen for us today to have access to eternity with Jesus. And I'll say it again. This is telling us the sequence of events. It's telling us in order, it's specific, of what needs to happen for us today to have access to eternity with Jesus, to have salvation. The verse says, go out to the people, Moses. Take these people, strike the rock, water will come out. So what is stricken or what does it mean to strike? If you strike something, and in this case the rock, it means to suffer a blow. Right? Do your research to suffer a blow. So if Jesus is the rock, we know that he must suffer. And we already touched on this, so I'm quizzing you. What is the water that comes out of the rock? What does that mean? It's the Holy Spirit. Amen. I really want to drive this home. Jesus says, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me. He is the holy water. 
And this is the saving power that you and I both need. Jesus is the rock and out of him flows the saving power. So in John chapter 7 verse 37, it says, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within him. By this, he meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the spirit had not been given since Jesus had not been glorified. Please review this. Bookmark it, highlight it in your Bible. That's John 7. I started in verse 37. Also, we have talked about Paul quite a bit on this podcast, which I'm not surprised. He wrote a lot of the Bible. But Paul wrote to the church of Corinth to warn them, and Paul did not want them to allow history to repeat themselves. How do I know this? The Bible literally says, and Paul wrote this, warning from Israel's history. It's so specific. And Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 10, for I do not want you to be ignorant of the fact, brothers and sisters, so that's how we know he's writing to the church, amen, that our ancestors were all under the cloud and they all passed through the sea. They were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. Verse 3, they all ate the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them, and that rock was Christ. Verse 5, nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them. Their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Why were their bodies scattered in the wilderness? We're not going to read the whole passage, but I am going to read verse 6 because it confirms why. Verse 6, and again, I'm in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 6, it says, Now these things occurred as examples to us from setting our hearts on evil things as they did. So the Lord will not be pleased with us if the condition of our heart is not set or focused on the right things. So again, the rock was Christ. What is the warning here? You can give your life via water baptism, but you must give your life and live your life according to what God says. Failure to do this means God will not be pleased. And if God is not pleased, do not expect to enter heaven. The verse that I just read in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 refers to the cloud right? And Paul says, for I do not want you to be ignorant of the fact, brothers and sisters, that our ancestors were all under the cloud and that they all passed through the sea. So what is the cloud? This is protection from the Lord. Amen. And then verse two continues, they were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. So baptized into Moses, this means they were baptized like Moses was baptized. And this was before the Holy Spirit came to earth. So Moses wasn't baptized in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wasn't yet available because Christ was not crucified yet. The rock had not been beaten yet. He had not suffered yet. So Moses was baptized with water. So this means that the people that were with Moses were baptized in water. But... Because their hearts were not changed, they were scattered and they did not please God. Amen? So I want to close with this. Natural water is only for natural thirst. When you drink water from the rock, you will be saved. When you have the Holy Spirit indwelling in you, you will be saved. So do you see it? Beating the rock is symbolic. Water from the rock, again, that's the saving water, that's life. Jesus is the rock. 
If Jesus didn't suffer, where would the Holy Spirit be? He would be restrained. He would not be released. Jesus had to suffer for the Holy Spirit to come to earth because that was the will of the Father. If you and I could do it without Jesus, why would Jesus need to die? We wouldn't need a savior. We would just save ourselves. And today, when we follow God, we understand that we cannot save ourselves and it is Jesus who must save us. Nobody else can save you or me. My husband cannot save me. My father cannot save me. Only Jesus can save me. We must make up our minds to abide in him and all the things that he says. And we must be reflective and aware of the condition of our heart. And it is up to you and I to purge out any sin in our life so that our heart is set upon the things that please Jesus. So his birth and death and baptism and resurrection would mean nothing to us. But these events are all critical to teach. You can't just teach about the birth of Jesus. Teach all the events. We should know the events that occurred to understand the big picture, right? This is what is necessary to preach a complete message. If you're going to preach the gospel, preach it all. So again, what did Paul warn? You and me, do not be ignorant. Look at our forefathers. They walked with Moses and the Lord was still not pleased. They were scattered in the desert. Though they did these things with Moses, they were not pleasing to God. So today, we can be surrounded by people who are serving God, but their fate does not impact our fate. Just like how the people were with Moses, they were still scattered because internally, their inner man, their inner being, the spirit was not pleasing to God. Their hearts were not pleasing to God. And it is us who must decide who we will follow. Are we going to run with the world? Or are we going to run to Jesus? Because God is looking inward. He is looking at our hearts. Death was prophesied by the prophet Zechariah in Zechariah 13, 7. And it says here that the sheep were scattered. So where were the disciples when Jesus was being crucified? We know that they were scattered. And specifically, uh, this verse says in 13.7 of Zechariah, Awake, O sword, against my shepherd, against the man who is my companion, says the Lord of hosts. Strike the shepherd. Jesus is the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered. The sheep are the disciples. If we only end at the birth of Jesus, the message is incomplete. If we don't speak about the purpose of the Holy Spirit, we do not complete the message. Amen. We do not release the full gospel if that is the case. Man must be saved by the Holy Spirit. So do not stop at the birth or the death or the resurrection or the baptism. Preach the Holy Spirit in all messages for it is he who will transform and convert a person. The message is complete when we teach of the work of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's a trinity. The rock is Jesus. Remember these verses and please take seriously of what Paul warns. Do not be ignorant. Today, some seek to identify with what they think is favor and they give God credit for it. So for example, they say, oh, I applied for this loan and I got it. Thank you, Lord. But in reality, you got the loan because you applied to it and you qualified. We can't always give credit to God for the good things or the things that we perceive as favor. This world needs to understand that you do not walk in the favor of God until you give him your whole life. You must give him your whole life. You must, and I must, drink of the water of the Holy Spirit. He 
the Holy Spirit is available to us today. He's on earth, but he's just around us. You need to invite him inside. If we want to truly walk in the cloud of the Lord, we must give him our entire life. I wish I could say that differently, but that is so clear. And I really want you to write that down. If you want favor from God and you want to walk in the cloud of God where he protects you and he leads you, give him your whole life. He will show us the way. He will show us the way we should go. All we need to do is to repent. We need to ask for forgiveness for our sins. And we need to continue moving forward in the things that he says. Draw near to the Lord. He truly desires us all to be saved and to spend eternity with him. He loves you and me so much. So I pray that you write this down, that you remember this. And as you share about Jesus, be bold. Feel encouraged to be armed with this information. It is available to you and me today. Amen. This is Take It or Leave It. God bless you all.